Hello, welcome to Codependent Shit, conscious dating and relating from a girl who's just in it too with you. I like that. I like that a little more. I just decided to change the end of my tagline. I think I'm going to use that. Anyways, what's up, guys? Um, I'm recording again two times within a week. I don't know who I even am. Who is this girl? She is back. My my soul is feeling more alive day by day. I feel like myself again. Um, And... I just wanted to point out that that is something, if you're going through this shit right now, which I've gotten messages already, um, I know a lot of people are going through this right now, so if you're going through this, um, something I noticed about myself that in this process of this relationship was how much I was losing my identity and myself, and that I, like, didn't even, I wasn't even listening to music, I'm a music girl, like, I'm a musician, so the fact I wasn't listening to music is something I've noticed in the past when I was with my son's dad, which was also an abusive relationship, um, that I wasn't doing. And I was like, who even am I? Like, I'm a blob. I'm, no, I'm just this formless person. And it was scary to realize. So to realize I, again, was like not listening to music and being myself is scary how I lost myself in a, a person again, a highly nice narcissistic person. Um, so anyways, I want to do this episode about how to break a trauma bond because I'm, that's where I'm at right now. Um, I'm trying to break a trauma bond and there are a lot of podcasts about trauma bonds and there's not really, I feel like any I found that give some like solid concrete steps to do it. Like one of them was called how to break a trauma bond, but all she did was explain what it is. And it's like, yo, you're explaining the water and I'm drowning in it. I'm drowning in this fucking water. I've had enough awareness around this fucking water. I know what the fucking water is. I just want to get out of it. Like, how do I get out of this this fucking water that I am consumed by that is that has been consuming my life and I'm done with it. I'm trying to get above water, yo. So um, I'm going to talk about the things I've started doing that are changing this for me like they're things I've never tried and usually I would stay in these trauma bonds I wouldn't heal and that's why they keep happening that's like something I want to point out it's like we're not trying to get to a place of oh I healed from this trauma bond and like now I just get into another one because a lot of people do that I've done it. That's what I'm frustrated with. I'm like, how did I get into another one of these situations? I don't want to keep getting into this situation. I want to heal the root problem so that I stop doing this shit. So I don't think the goal is to heal this one trauma bond. I think the goal is to heal the issue that is causing the multiple trauma bonds, which I'll get into because it's pretty black and white. I mean, as far as that stuff goes, I think personally. But I did want to mention something that if you're feeling like shit about yourself, like I am a little bit, because what these people said to you, the abuse, it chips away at you. Like, it's just, you can't help it. You're human. You're being emotionally and mentally abused and told awful things about yourself. So if you feel like the abuse you went through is hurting your self-worth right now, I just want you to realize that... um, this person, especially if they're really a narcissist, they wouldn't target you for no reason. 
They target people that have value. They target people that have something to offer that look good to the world. Because think about it, they're obsessed with how they look. They're obsessed with how they appear to people. They're obsessed with this fake fucking image they put on. Um, and if you look really good as like a trophy, they that's why they want you. Like if you have endeavors, if you're uh, goal-driven, if you're smart, funny, and you're beautiful, like they know you got value. That's why they like, they want the world to be like, damn, look at this. Look at what I pulled. Look who I'm dating. So that's something I'm having to remind myself of because I'm sure you notice they had this fascination with you in the beginning because of these little details you told them about your life or like something you've achieved. They like high value women. So hold, just remember that that is why, um, they targeted you. That's why they mirrored what you'd want to fall in love with. So, oh, I also wanted to make a state a quote like about that specific thing because I got to because it applies and it's it's a little God, it's a little God, it's a little Christian. But if sorry if this is offensive to you, but I'm a Christian and I wholeheartedly am all in with my faith right now and my faith is the only thing getting me through this and I think it is the only thing that is going to make me break this for good not just once but break the cycle so the quote is the enemy wouldn't be attacking you the enemy being anything evil dark you know I think narcissists are evil there's something dark within them I think it's spiritual warfare but it wouldn't be attacking you if something very valuable wasn't inside you Thieves don't break into empty houses. So you ain't an empty house, girl. You a house full of good shit. And that's why thieves, this thief broke in. He's like, I want some of that good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look like I'm a good person. But they aren't. Anyways, so the first thing I want to mention that is doing so much for me that I couldn't thank God enough because he honestly moved this shit into my life like before I even realized I was done but he was trying to help me set up my exit plan. And that is building a support system. Even if you haven't left yet and you're getting ready to leave, or you have this back thought in your mind like, I'm going to leave sometime soon, um, start reaching out for support in person. Like, yeah, there's Facebook groups, but find like friends, people that get this and can help you stay above water in the reality of what's going on because when you're under their brainwash and manipulation you really don't see what's happening you're like under hypnosis it's fucking scary i know how it is so what happened for me i want to share this because it's just so crazy and if you need more proof like that miracles and god uh, exists and can move things i when i was it was like, like almost maybe two months ago i was just saying to my narc ex, like, oh, I need to make friends because I was realizing how isolated I was. I was like, dude, I have nobody right now. And little did I know, he he helped create that. He kept that going. He had consumed my life. But I was like, I have no friends. So I was venting to him, actually. I was like, God, I need more friends. And I need friends that are more like, you know, aligned with what I'm into and what um, the path I'm headed on, which, you know, I'm trying to leave that whole party life. I'm trying to clean up. So I'm not even kidding. Within the hour, I go to pick up my son from school and one of my son's little friends is the cutest little thing goes, Rowan, do you want to come? Are you coming to the park? And I never take my son to the park after school because I've been so like depressed in grief about my mom. My mom would always do that with him every day. So I just would take him home and, you know, I wouldn't go there because I 
just didn't want to be around people. I don't know. It's so hard to get out sometimes. But for some reason that day, that kid, he was just so sweet. I was like, yeah, screw it. Tell him we're going to come to the park. And we went to the park, okay? And within like 10 minutes of me sitting down, this girl comes up to me and starts talking to me. And she's just so nice. And we wind up going to school together for a long time. She's like, I know you. I've been like wanting to talk to you. We both realized we're single moms. Uh, We had a lot in common. And then she mentioned she had started a single mom's Bible study at a church nearby. And I was like, yo, like I'm interested. I'm trying to like build my faith back up. And it was just so crazy. Now she's like my best friend. I'm not kidding. Like my sister and God, like I love her. She's, she feels like my first real friend. Like I didn't make this friend from partying. It was like authentic. You know, we don't, we don't do that together. We do like wholesome things together. She's right where I'm at with like the same stuff. So anyways, um, I just didn't even realize at the time what was happening, but I thought I knew God like moved that girl into my life for a reason. And now I see that the reason was because he was helping me get my exit plan going. Like he knew that this was like a branch out to support. So that's what I'm trying to uh, say is building support because you need it. This is something I never did before. Every time I get out of these shitty situations, aka trauma bonds with these shitty people, sorry, but they are, I would never get support. I would just like go drink about it, go party about it and just wait for the next one to show up. I never, like, really went to look for, like, support groups, new friends, people that are in the same process of healing, wanting to heal this stuff. I would just kind of sweep it under the rug. So, um, having that group, that friend, I did go to the Bible study, and now, like, we have this support group of single moms, and I'm at the church, and I love the church, and the church is part of my life, and that feels good, and having their support, they're praying over me and my son every day right now that we get away from this that we're good that we don't do this again like get that support go to church go to the your local church look for support groups I found a support group um for women that have been through domestic violence um and I went and I felt a little silly because this relationship didn't even get super physical yet I mean he's punching walls I'm sure it was gonna happen but I I went and realized, like, I should have been going to these meetings a long time ago because this is not my first violent relationship. This is not my first abusive relationship. This is one of multiple. Like, I should have been going. So I found that meeting, and honestly, everyone's so welcoming. And like I said, they are they know what you're going through, and you need people that understand because your other friends and family are going to be like, why do you care? Why do you give a shit? Why do you answer him? Why, don't you, why do you take him back? Like, they don't get it. They don't get that this is, like... This is like an addiction, a subconscious addiction that you've you've been doing this shit your whole life. Like, this is not easy. This is actually really the hardest thing I think I've ever been through. No joke, I think getting off drugs is easier. This is literally, I feel like I'm coming off drugs. But thank you, God, because God is helping me get through this. And, yeah, shout out to, to the G.O.D. Anyways, like I said, support groups support start building that system that when you are finally done you can be like you guys I'm out and they can be like okay good and you can talk about shit and be like this happened they'll be like yeah that's what they do because they all run on these same patterns and cycles it's so fucking weird and scary I don't get it why they're all built the same in that way 
Um, I hate it because I have two friends that are, like, still in the throes of the same situation. And I'm, like, I'm on the other side. So now I'm trying to, like, tell them, like, hey, like, he does everything this dude was doing to me. Like, it's it, it's not, like, it it is what it is. And one of my friends was, like, well, I feel like the word narcissist gets thrown around a lot. And, yeah, it, it does. Like, overly. Um, and I did an episode about that when I was still in my relationship I was gaslighting myself by saying that because yeah it does get thrown a lot around a lot but it's actually really common and it's scary like the more people you talk to the more you realize it's everywhere like it's everywhere so maybe it's not thrown around a lot maybe we just have a really fucked up ass society right now because there's either narcs or a whole fuck ton of codependents is that's what I think pretty much divided or maybe they switch off I don't fucking know but my conclusion is that The thing that these two things have in common, narcissism and codependency, is like a lack of relationship with God because the narcissist is obsessed with themselves. That's a lack of relationship with with God. You think you are God. They think they are God. And then codependency is woundedness and adapting because we're externally referenced. We reference our inner selves from things outside of us. And that's also a lack of relationship with with God. So... I think these, both these things, there's something there. There's something behind it that, um, that's why I think God is the way out of this shit, you guys, because like, that's the core commonality these two things have and they're plaguing our society. Um, and I know that because my latest episode is my first episode I've had so many plays within a short period of time. I'm like, that's wild. Anyways, the next thing to help you heal and get through this trauma bond once and for all, hopefully, we'll just, by the grace of God, is educate yourself or re-educate yourself. Knowledge is power. I thought I was, you know, I have a podcast. I'm so well-versed in this stuff, but I swear I had to go re-read and re-catch up on, on, um, like, the signs and the traits and the antics and behavior. It's like I forgot kind of so catching back up on my knowledge of the cycles and the abuse cycles and the tactics is been so helpful because then when if or when they do come back you see it for what it is and you like you recognize it because that's everything you don't have to necessarily be like ready to just be like I'm not gonna respond because it's way harder than that but to just be able to recognize what they're doing and that it's not sincere like that's huge Like, when they're hoovering, they're love bombing again to recognize, like, how manipulative they're being um, is a really big step. So just continue educating yourself. Knowledge is power. Um, Another thing I'm doing is, and I highly recommend to anyone, is start doing the things that made you who you are before he took over your life. Like, what makes you you? What do you like to do for you? It could be the dumbest little things. I don't care. Force yourself into coffee shops to sit. I, I've been doing that. I'm going, instead of isolating, I'm sitting at a coffee shop in the morning while I work. I don't, isolating isn't going to help because then you start getting in your head and you're like, oh, I miss him. You don't fucking miss him. You miss the fake ass image he pretended to be, the fake person he mirrored himself to be. He picked up on the things you like, the things that you're into, what makes you you, and Use that to exploit you. He used it to make you fall in love with him 
and the mask only stays on for so long because it slowly fades and you slowly, slowly, more and more start to see that person disappearing. And that is all part of the game, the tactic. It's a mask. They are just master manipulators. It's fucking terrifying, dude. Um, so anyway, start doing the things that made you who you are. I'm going to go perform next weekend. I found this. I'm not found it, but I recontacted a band that I've used to come and play with sometimes. Like jump on stage and do a couple songs in their set. So they're playing at this dope venue at the beach that I've always wanted to perform at when I was still in my bands. And I was like, yo, can I like come do a cover at your next show? He's like, yeah, you can do like three covers and I'm gonna fucking get on stage and play music again because that is what my soul loves. That's what makes me me. And that's who I was before this fucking person or before my mom died too. Like shit, I've been in, I've been in it. They, they come and find you when you are the most weak. I swear they know you're when you're going through something, when you're vulnerable and they know you're going to be easy to take advantage of. That is the fucked up part. So another reason not to beat yourself up is you're vul- you probably were vulnerable when you met and you're like oh this is a great person oh he just cares so much oh he's so sweet look at what he's doing for me he brought me flowers yeah <clears throat> another thing i want to mention oh, i guess i pretty much already said that is that um don't beat yourself up because they're master manipulators um it's just here's the core issue here's the core thing That is the commonality with all of these relationships. And it's not pleasant. It's an ugly truth. And that's there is still a worthiness wound that gets us here again. If we find ourselves repeating this cycle with people, it's a worthiness issue. And it's hard to heal that wound. It's really fucking hard. I thought I've been doing it. But you know what I realize I don't do is give myself the opportunity to fill my cup up because I'm always relationship hopping or situationship hopping. I'm never, I could say I was alone for five years after my son's dad, but that's a lie. I was always dating. I wasn't, I was dating without labels. I was in situationships, but you're dating those people. Let's be fucking real. Like, one of the guys, you know, my situationship, he was, like, my boyfriend, let's be real. And then, of course, by the way, my situationship that dragged me on for three years, as soon as I got in this relationship that I thought was actually going to be legit, oh, he had quit, he changed his tone real quick, and all of a sudden, he loves me, and all of a sudden, he wants to be with me, and I had to realize that that's manipulation, too, and that isn't sincere, because if he loved me, wouldn't he realize that until someone else wanted me so just food for thought um but what I'm trying to say is that this is a worthiness wound because these people wouldn't get in if we had stronger boundaries like if you look back right now your relationship and I did this last night because I'm I'm like not I'm struggling I'm having moments of like I miss him I miss this like thing but I don't miss him I miss like the consumption of my life like it's just a change it's a big change because I went from this relationship that felt like a full-time job to now having like no full-time job relationship (laughs) so it's just a change of pace and time and um oh my god I'm sorry I lost my train of thought (laughs) it's just (laughs) it's just having boundaries okay that's what I was gonna say is um when you're 
we're like thinking back on things that like you might think you miss. I I found it helpful. Like I saw something recommend to write a list out of like every fucking psychotic thing you dealt with from the beginning. And seriously seeing it all written down, like from a second meeting, the things like I saw that were such red flags that were so not rational or like not someone I, anyone should like, anyone in their right mind would be like, yo, no, this one's got to go. Um, I just realized how poor my boundaries were and people with strong boundaries don't find themselves here because they don't accept these behaviors, especially early on. They, they are able, and when you have stronger boundaries, you have better discernment because you just have the ability to like breathe still. You're not getting, these people don't just suck you in right away. Um, and boundaries are, I've sat and tried to figure out how I can learn more better boundaries or better boundaries so many fucking times. It's so frustrating. But if you're going through grief or something vulnerable when these people find you, it's probably likely you don't have some solid boundaries at that point. That's why they like to prey on the vulnerable. You don't have firm boundaries. But I'm just realizing that if I had taken time ever to just like be alone, like truly alone and fill my own damn cup up, my cup, my cup so full, my own self-worth cup, my value of myself, I could have probably built up a strong wall of boundaries to keep this guy away. I would have said, I would have been like, peace late the second time I saw him when he acted fucking crazy. But I didn't. I didn't have those walls up because I've never, I've never filled my own cup up all the way. I always am jumping into new situationships or, or talking to someone. And it sounds so cheesy, but it's so true. Like you cannot give to another person until your cup is full. And that's something else I wanted to touch on is I could sit all day and act like I'm a victim here. And do I feel like a victim of abuse? Yes, but I am not a complete victim because this relationship also made me realize how toxic I am. I do have toxic traits. I even have some narcissistic traits. Scary. Like I'm legit going to figure out like... I'm sure the fact that I'm even worried I could be, I have those is a sign I don't, I'm not a narcissist, but I do, I see that I saw a lot of similarities with us and it freaked me out. And to be honest, if God sent the love of my life right now, like this man that was so kind and and gentle and amazing, I don't feel confident right now that I would treat him the way he deserves to be treated. I don't think I would, I feel like I'd probably screw it up. So I don't even like want that. I want to go fill my own cup, heal what I need to heal so that not only am I bringing someone, do I have boundaries to not let someone toxic in, but also if I let in someone healthy that I don't let my toxicity spill out onto them. I don't project my shit onto them. I need to, we need to fill our own cups because we don't want to hurt other people because we don't want to do this again. Because we want to finally heal this self-worthiness wound. That's what all this shit is based around. And I'm going to circle back on it. You know who can help you heal that worthiness wound? God. It's not trendy to be into God. It's not trendy to be into Jesus. There's a reason for that. That's what I think. Um, anything that's mainstream is not my thing anymore. And anything that mainstream is like against, I'm like, maybe, maybe there's something real with that. That's how I feel.
but maybe you don't agree sorry if you don't anyways I had to realize I had super gnarly God walls. Like I had walls up against God. I've been a Christian for two years and I'm just finally surrendering. And it feels so good. But it's been hard. So anyways, I'm not going to go on too much more. But I just, I, I hope that you guys are giving yourself grace through this. If you slip up and make contact, please don't beat yourself up. You're literally breaking generational curses. Generational trauma bonds this shit probably i'm sure of it you've heard your family your mom did this your grandma did this your grandma did this like it's in our like dna and trauma is actually it they are doing there are studies showing that trauma is in, it is in dna so it's called epigenetics and there's trauma that gets stored in your dna and there's people that have these irrational fears and habits and they go do like gnarly psychology and there was this psychologist that wrote a book uh, called Ep- about epigenetics. And he said that how many of his patients like would have these like irrational fears and um, patterns and they would connect it. They'd be like, wait, like my, oh, this fear of water. And then it's like, oh, his grandpa had drowned, almost drowned. And it's like, it's like stored in the DNA. It's gnarly. I would look into it if it, that interests you because this shit is genetic a little bit. So don't beat yourself up. It's hard. You're doing the Lord's work <laughs> by healing. You're doing the work by healing. You're breaking this and you're making our, our world better because this stuff is dark. So let's do the, do the good work, the light work, whatever you want to call it. I don't really like calling it light work because that sounds a little too juju new age for me, but it is. God is the light. God is the light. So just give yourself grace. Um, it's not for the weak, but you're not weak. And you're not listening to this because you're weak. You're listening to this because you're strong and you're ready. And I love you. All right? Bye.